uh, <clears throat> all credit goes out to Coach Cheney, uh, you know, scheming them up this week. Uh, also, Coach Friends, we're getting off line prepared. Uh, you know, we came in the game, you know, and that was something we had to do. Uh, they like to plug the box in a lot. And they like to make you play on us, you know, run a lot of cover one, cover zero, basically man-to-man -man coverage. We knew we had to run the ball to create opportunities in the past game, you know. That's Tennessee offensive lineman Trey Smith talking about the Missouri defense, how tough they've been to run against. But Tennessee was um, – they only mustered 111 yards, but they also, Tim, did a really good job in pass protection. I thought overall the offensive line had a good night against Missouri. I thought so. I thought uh, we didn't get a lot of opportunities where it was, uh, you know, third and a foot, fourth and a foot. Didn't seem like that came up very often. Gosh, we made a lot of big third downs, mm -hmm. third and a bunch. Yeah. But I thought uh, a lot of times he had really nice passing lanes. A couple of times he showed some good presence on two scrambles that I can think of where he did a nice job not taking a loss. I thought the 11-yard sack we already talked about, I really thought that was on the quarterback, not the line. They passed block forever, and he kept dropping deeper. When you drop deeper, you open the corner for your tackles. There's a window. You can't drop past a certain uh, point. If you do, you better get right or left quick and outrun somebody because if you keep dropping, you're dropping the way the offensive tackles are pushing them, and I yeah. thought – he got hung up with the ball. He should have thrown it away on the one sack. But I thought those guys did a great job. Uh, Kennedy, I can't say enough. He's been a steady presence all year, and it was so detrimental when he blew his knee out right after the West Virginia game last year. I thought that really hurt Tennessee's football team for the entire year. And he's been a quality pickup as a transfer, and I hope he comes back. I hope Trey Smith comes back. If those two guys come back with the young tackles that we got coming on uh, and a bunch of other guys that can play that other guard, we're going to have a good, solid offensive line next year. Yeah, Kennedy, uh, he, red he was eligible for red shirt last season based on the injury. He also missed a year at Alabama. That puts him in position to apply for his sixth year if he wants to. We asked him that question back in September. He still had said at that point he hadn't made a decision on what he's going to do. We shall see. Well, let's don't so. talk about decisions in the NCAA in the same breath. I mean, who knows what in the world those nuts are going to do uh, about anything. Right. About anything. Yeah. Most unpredictable. There ought to be Vegas odds on NCAA decisions. And Missouri's still waiting to find out if they can go to a bowl game based on an appeal that they made many, many, many months ago. And then and the NCAA still hadn't ruled on it. And, and, Memphis, and Memphis has a guy, and they say, oh, well, we'll just play him anyway. We'll just play him anyway for a couple of games, and they get slapped for that. Not hard enough, in my opinion. But. Yeah, he's got to sit 12 games. Uh, he returns. Uh, James Wiseman would return January the 12th Yeah, on that yeah. situation. It was almost like you have to sit one game for every 1,000 that you got because you uh, got like 11,500 moving expenses. Uh, it's, uh, anyway, it's hard to predict them, isn't it? It, it sure is. All right, let's go to Richard. Richard, you're on Sports Sound Off. Hey, Tim. Hey. Uh, I just want to say that all the people put uh, Tennessee puts on the radio, pregame, postgame, I value your opinion more than any of them. Well, I appreciate that. It's it's uh, it's uh, you kind of get twenty twenty vision when you're looking after at it after it's already happened. So, in fairness to my other guys that have to say what's going to happen before it does, they got a lot harder job. <laughs> well, my comment is, yeah, our receivers are talented, and I ain't heard anybody praise this guy, but I'm going to praise a Tennessee hero and T. Martin for their development because 
I mean, it's obvious the coaching is extraordinary. And I'll hang up and listen to your comment. Thank you. I think you're right. I think uh, T. Martin, Chris Winkie, and and uh, Jim Chaney have had a heck of a year working with the receivers and the quarterback. And I take my hat off to all three of them. And I think uh, Will Friend, the offensive line coach, I think he's had a heck of a year mm-hmm. too. Um, I think this entire coaching staff uh, deserves an attaboy for what they've accomplished. It would have been real easy to quit after those first two games. It had been real easy to lose the locker room. Jeremy Pruitt, hats off to you for pulling out of that mess. And I know we haven't done it against the greatest opponents in the world, but you've shown me something this year, friend. Well, to beat teams that you're either equal to or supposed to beat, that's not always easy. No. No, I'm not belittling the wins. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying there's not a huge upset out there anywhere. Uh, Also, in terms of Will Friend, I think he's had to overcome a lot, too. First off, you've got two true freshmen that have played a lot. Secondly, they've had a ton of injuries up front. Uh, Thirdly, they have played, I think, I'm going to double-check this, seven different offensive line combinations have started. He's had to piece a lot of this stuff together, and I I think he's done a nice job with that. I think the offensive staff and and the defensive staff Done a fantastic job. I'm not disappointed. I'm not uh, satisfied with our kicking game. I know we've had a field goal kicker that's been hot. I don't know what happened to him yesterday. I don't know if it was bad snaps, cold weather. It didn't seem to be affecting Missouri's kicker at all. I mean, I don't know if he doesn't like the cold. I, I really don't know, but I'm worried about the kicking game. If you can't take care of that, that'll come back and bite you. It's rare that you win a game when you've had two kicks blocked like that. Let's go back to the phones where Bobby is our next caller. Bobby, you're on Sports Sound Off. Well, I, I've been bashing Garantano all year, and I just want to say he's got a lot of heart, and he played he played real good yesterday. And the one sack, it, there was a TV angle after the sack, and it showed the linemen. They were standing there looking at him like, come on, man. We've done this all day, and here you got sacked. It was just, it was just funny, but – but uh, yeah, been there, they, been there, they, done what? that. Yes, you're yeah. exactly right. That's exactly what was going on because he dropped back too deep and the tackles couldn't hold the corners. Well, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the scheme was or whatever, but it was like they all just turned around and looked at him like, man, what happened? Throw the you ball. Know, yeah, we had, yeah, we had you come. But they're they're showing improvement every week. That's what I like. And another thing, Tim, something you said. They're tackling better than they ever have. I mean, like in years. Yes. Uh, that's a that's a good sign. You don't you don't worry about people getting away from them. And uh, Jawan Jennings uh, had a basketball in his hand at the ten yard line yesterday and beat oh. two guys to the goal. Oh, he, <laughs> uh, number eighteen. When he looks at that film, is going to wait. Wish he didn't wake up this morning. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. You guys have a good day. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, let's go to Paul. Paul, you're on Sports Sandoff. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I've got a couple things. Uh, first, on uh, number 21 and number 18 for Missouri, uh, 21 was actually called for four pass interference calls, but we declined the fourth one because Callaway made the catch anyway in the you, end zone. You just won me a big argument right here in the studio. I'm gonna have to go back and look at the film. Yeah, yeah. We took, we accepted the we accepted the penalty on, I don't on win the many. first three. Oh, thank you. I don't win many. Uh, yeah, you're right. On this guy's work? We accepted three. I think he's right. 
Yeah. I think the fourth one was a Callaway touchdown. Yes, yes. Just saw the replay on SEC Network. Uh, and number 18, bless his heart. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's the first one to get to Jennings there, about the five, and Jennings just runs through his tackle. Then I'll give the kid credit. He he keeps what he goes after him again, <laughs> and Jennings shakes him off again and goes into the end zone. And then there in the fourth quarter, uh, Trey Smith pulls and just trucks him. Oh, I mean, knocks him into the next zip code. I didn't realize that was the same kid, but yeah. he had a rough yeah. day. He had a he had so, a rough day. Yeah, you know, Bill Bates don't feel so bad. No. <laughs> uh, also. Uh, Someone else reported uh, on the show I was listening to last night that Garantano announced that he would be coming back. I did not hear that. I listened to the Vol Network. I did not hear that. I'm right. going to say he didn't. Was... I just didn't hear. He didn't. He didn't say that on the Vol Network that I was listening to. Okay, but uh, it was reported last night that he had, he announced that he would be coming back, and that you know that's kind of a double edged sword. Uh, I guarantee you Shroud's going to leave. Do you think Mauer may transfer too with uh, Garantano coming back and the the hot shot freshman Bailey coming in next year? I hope not. I have no idea. I, I'll say this. Uh, a lot of times people say things at the heat of a moment and it doesn't play out that way. Uh-huh. So I'm going to wait to see whether he does come back. Yeah. But it's going to be right, an interesting guys. situation. It'll be a juggling act for Tennessee. Yeah. What a difference a month makes, right? Yeah, no kidding. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Okay, thanks, Paul. Right. All right, let's uh, go to Mike. Mike, you're on Sports Sound Off. Good morning, man. Morning, Mike. Oh, I enjoyed that game last night. Uh, it was a roller coaster game. I think they ought to call them, instead of the Vols, the uh, Jekyll and Hyde team because they're good one minute and terrible the next. But overall, my, what an offense. I'd sure like to see the – the run offense improved, though. They've got to polish up the running game. It's very weak, guys, very weak. And that uh, long-haired announcer that used to play for uh, the uh, uh, Vanderbilt. He had Rogers. Not, yeah, he is very negative towards the Vols. I've heard his comments the last two weeks, and, and he doesn't like the Vols. I mean, he's biased. We but, don't like him either. Good. <laughs> thing I want to talk about most is there was about five and a half minutes left in the game. Missouri got the ball on the Vols, like, 26-yard line to kick a field goal. I do not understand that play. I think the Vols dodged a bullet because I thought they should have went for it. Five minutes left in the game. There was more. Off- hey, Mike, there was more time. There was 8.27 left. Eight tw- oh, I thought there was five and a half. Well, anyway, I still thought they should have went for the touchdown. Because they they never sniffed it again after that. Well, they got I, the ball. I don't, I'll, I'll they, never understand that now, play. Now here's, Why would here, you want to be four points behind? Well, let me let me tell you what happened. So with eight twenty seven, they kicked the field goal. Tennessee has the incident with Ty Chandler on the fair catch deal, takes a knee on his own eight. Tennessee then punts, and then Missouri gets it back with uh, with four twenty or so left, and then 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 Missouri punts it back to Tennessee with three thirty three left. And then Tennessee ran out the last 333 of the game. 
Right. Well, I thought there was five minutes left. Uh, I uh, I blew that one, I guess, Jimmy. But I thought, still thought they should have went for the field goal because they weren't down. moving the ball. Other yeah. than us giving them the the, the advances, that uh, personal foul was so stupid. I don't understand why he hit him. That uh, what was his name? Schamberger. I don't think oh, Coach Pruitt yeah. understood that either. Yeah. Yeah. He he grabbed him by the jersey and he gave him a chewing. I'm glad I was okay with that. I'm glad to see that Pruitt is more animated on the sidelines as well during the whole game, not like he was in the first four games. That's all I had to say is I still thought they should have went for the field goal. And, uh, my goodness, that team, that they got me all wound up. I didn't get to bed till 12 o'clock last night. <laughs> well, it was all later in, for me. Uh, it was uh, when, when, was, when Missouri Balls kicked. Balls 40 Thanks, Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. When Missouri kicked that field goal, that was a third and seven play when they kicked it. Um, obviously not having a whole lot of confidence in the I thought they had to kick there. I, I, the, the, the situation I disagreed with for Missouri, I'm not so sure I would have punted at the uh, with uh, four minutes something left. I'm not sure yeah. I punt right there. Uh, I might have gone for that one and just hoped for a big play. And the two situations I disagree with, it, uh, two of Pruitt's game calls, we've already talked about one where we had eight seconds and let the clock run down to three before the half and the injudicious use of the timeouts, uh, non-judicious use of the timeouts uh, before the first half. But then the other one uh, was a fourth and one after a catch by our tight end when he punted that ball. Yeah. I believe I got a. I believe I got to make them taste it right there. I believe I'm going to go for that one. I, uh, I thought that too. That was a third and twenty-one, and they had a twenty-yard completion, and, and they got it right on the replay. I don't know yeah. who thought he made. I didn't think he made it. Looking at it I, I real time, either. I don't know what that official was looking. I was looking at. by notes, and that's a terrible spot. And then when they they got it right, so it was fourth and one on the Missouri forty-three. I got to go for I, that. One. I would have too. I yeah, I would have gone for that one. But he had great confidence in his defense, evidently, and it worked out. Yeah, and that was uh, late third quarter in that uh, that situation. So, all right, let's uh, let's work in one other call before we take a break, and let's go to Hitch. Hitch, you're on Sports Sound Off. Well, good morning, guys. In the words of James Brown, "Good God, y'all! What what a game!" Um, one thing I liked about about the game, you know, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the the uh, hitch route, and uh, I I've heard coaches say this before. I heard one say it on television not too long ago, uh, Jimmy and, and Judge, and he said, if you don't throw the ball in the middle of the field, you don't have a passing game. Well, the one thing that that they did yesterday, uh, I believe they played without fear and they got the ball in the middle of the field. Uh, what I'm asking y'all this morning, have with what you saw yesterday and the previous games behind it, uh, it's like driving an ocean liner. It doesn't turn in an instant. But do you see the program turning with this game because their confidence seems up? And they, they played a tough team. I, I mean, they were putting some smack down on us. And, and those are – I mean, if you can hear them on the uh, TV. I mean, it's they, they were uh, just unbelievable hits. So what what do you think about them kind of and I'm and I'm not because today I don't have anything bad to say about them they won a tough ball game but uh, do you think this is kind of the game that, that that's made the turn I mean uh, for for recruiting and everything 
Well, it certainly helps that you got to a bowl game. Uh, I do think that there were some recruits that were wanting to see progress made by Tennessee. Now you can show concrete progress because you're going to a bowl right. game after you didn't a year ago. You've shown it on the field by winning five of your last six, four in a row. So I think it helps in recruiting. Uh, there are a handful of players out there that are very important for Tennessee to get, some in-state, some out-of-state. Uh, I'd what here's where I hesitate. I'll say this. I'll say they've done a great job of turning the season around. I got to see more before I say they've turned the program around. That makes sense. It does make sense. And I, I would have to agree with you on that statement, Jimmy. Uh, I, I don't know if they, they've uh, turned, turned the season around, but, but the, knowing if they've done the program, that's, that's still a little hard to tell, but uh, I, I, I do like to see the, passes get in the middle of the field because one of the things that you saw with the team yesterday when you get those slants and you know the uh, tight end drags and those kind of things you're getting things in motion and that's kind of what I've seen with Alabama and some of the other better teams that that was what was so fantastic about him is he got things in motion and uh, they made some incredible plays. Well, and also, I thought they completed passes all over the field, Hitch. I thought they Absolutely. did, too. But let me go back to his first comment. Who is this calling, by the way? This is Hitch. And you don't like Hitch routes? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> since, since, since I'm here, no, I, I love any route this day of time uh, they can catch. I, I think uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll point this out, and I hate to give Vanderbilt any tips. I do not believe... Jared Garantano throws the short ball exceptionally well. I think he's better throwing the ball down the field. I saw several times where he threw it to the wrong side of a back out of the backfield. He knocked, uh, he almost knocked our tight end down with one that we missed. He doesn't seem to have the touch for the short balls, but he can zip it. He's got plenty of arm strength. He threw one across the field to the sidelines in the first quarter, and I was like, wow, where did that come from? But it starts with excellent protection, which he had last night. And the game didn't appear to be too fast for him. And I thought it was at the start of the year. He's come a long ways, and I'm I'm thankful for that uh, conversion. One of those passes was a near lateral. Yeah. And it was a bad throw to the running back. And it shouldn't have been a lateral, but it was the reason it almost was a lateral is because he threw it so far behind the guy. Hitch, we appreciate it. Y'all be cool. All right, thanks for the call. When we come back, we'll have more. If you want to join us, 656-9900, 1-866-656-9900. With Tim Irwin, I'm Jimmy Himes. We are brought to you by Window Works, the right products for every home and budget. You're listening to Sunday Sports Sound Off. Welcome back to Sunday Sports Sound Off. I'm Jimmy Himes along with Tim Irwin. If you want to join us, 656-9900-1-866-656-9900. Let's go back to the phones where Sean is our next caller. Hello, Sean. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, one of the, I guess the most remarkable thing about this team is the lack of serious injury. And I was wondering how much of that is this luck and how much is strength and conditioning and training? Um, I remember with the Butch Jones there, it was just epidemic. So I'd just like to hang up and listen to your answer. 
Well, it's interesting. Uh, Tennessee has, uh, I don't know, they may have had more injuries than, than Sean's aware of. Uh, going back to preseason, they lost Emmett Gooden for the year. He was their best returning lineman. Uh, Balaam Buchanan was a starting nickelback. He's out for the year. He had a narrowing of the spine type. Well, I shouldn't say out for the year. He's practiced some lately. He's still not been cleared. It looked, Well, he's got one game left, so basically for the year. Uh, they have had a, a rash of injuries on the offensive line that have kept people from playing consistently. Uh, they've had, uh, let's see, Warren Burrell missed several games at cornerback. Bryce Thompson has missed games uh, because of injury. They they haven't had as many season-ending, but they've had a lot of nicks and bruises uh, that they've had to overcome along the way. And, and Daniel Batuli didn't play the first two games because he had his knee scoped in August. So they've been a lot of them. I think the conditioning has some to do with it. I believe that uh, weight training was a reason for my own longevity. I lifted heavy and continued to lift heavy during the season, and I think that made me stronger at the end. I also think you're seeing Tennessee players attack more than reacting to people attacking. I think the attacker is less likely to be injured than the attackee. You know, I just think that's uh, that's the nature of the beast, but I also think the biggest factor is luck. And I don't know that we've been – I would say it's been about an average year. We certainly hadn't come through it unscathed. And we've had a quarterback playing with a cast on his hand. Now, we've lost key guys. We had Batuli missing, our, arguably our best defensive player, for a couple of weeks at the start of the season. Had his knee scoped. We've had a lot of uh, – uh, We've had a lot of uh, a lot of injuries, and Solomon was nicked up during a period of the year. Yeah, Aubrey Solomon, I don't think played last. Yeah, time. and Garantano uh, uh, with the <laughs> he's playing with that yeah. screw in his wrist from the surgery. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, uh, I think we've got some tough kids out there, but I think conditioning's a lot of it. Good nutrition, getting plenty of sleep, conditioning, but I think a lot of it's luck too. Let's go to Tom. Tom, you're on Sports Sound Off. Hey guys, uh, just to also add on to that, I think uh, don't forget Mauer with two concussions. But uh, I think yeah. uh, coaching probably has a a bigger impact on uh, lack of injuries. Uh, conditioning, strength training does as well. But you can tell our guys are not standing around the pile like Tim said. They're they're attacking more. You don't see a lot of guys getting rolled up. Uh, they're they're constantly playing through uh, the whistle. So I think that has a lot to do with uh, lack of injuries as well. Uh, just good coaching, but uh, a couple things on the game last night, and I'll, I'll finish with a question and get out of the way. Uh, you can tell that that Pruitt was doing his homework on that game because they they came into the game knowing that Missouri was going to uh, play a very rough style of uh, defense in the secondary, and with those four uh, pass interference calls, one of them we you know uh, declined, but with those pass interference calls, somebody had tipped those officials off, and it had to be Pruitt in their pregame meeting. Uh, from his film watching, and on top of that, the perfect camera angle on the fake punt, uh, they had the camera right on Pruitt, and immediately, as soon as they lined up, he's, he's yelling fake. That's just a sign of a, a great coach who does his job and works hard uh, at his craft what he's doing. Sign, I sign that of was, a good coach. Great coach would have called timeout. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> good coach. <laughs> Tom, here, here's another uh, but, thing, and, and you bring this up, and it makes me – Think about this. Jeremy Pruitt relinquished the defensive coordinator duties, right? And I wonder if he would have been out there yelling fake punt if 
Or would he have been over there designing something else with the defense as a coordinator? I don't know. I think it's allowed him to manage a game better. Still think there are things uh, he can I, improve on, but I think it's allowed him to manage a game better. I think so. I think you're right. You can see some of the other coaches. I think uh, Stoops at Kentucky still uh, calls plays, if I'm not mistaken. I think uh, 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 Coach down at Texas A&M, I've name slipped my mind right Jimbo now. Jimbo Fisher? I think he, yeah, Fisher. I think he still calls plays. I think you're right. It, it does take away from other aspects of the game. Uh, but that that was you know a really good point last night. But to go into the call just a moment ago of how he handled Schamberger, if you look at earlier in the season, he I don't think he was in in kids' faces as much. And I think the reason is he knew what his locker room. He knew he, at that point he I think he had a divided locker room on whether they were buying into his his system or not. And with kids at that age and with that mentality, if you're in their face whenever they're already trying to push you away and keep you at arm's length, all they're going to do is push you farther. So I think what he had to let them do was, you know, give them enough rope to go out, you know, and kind of, you know, I guess make their own mistakes and then say, see, I told you, now do it my way. And now that they've bought into his system, now he's getting in their face, grabbing face masks, grabbing handfuls of jersey and, you know, letting them know what they did wrong because they're finally playing his way. And I really like the way he's kind of, you know, he started tightening down all the, the nuts and bolts in the system. And I think it's I think it's tremendous. And and my, my only question I'll I'll get out of the way uh, is to Tim. How how would you have loved it to line up in the backfield and get a three yard head start like I did with Kyra last night on those uh, plays where they had the linemen lined up in the backfield? I it would have been a lot of fun. I probably would have screwed up the motion somehow. I wasn't that gifted of an athlete, but uh, it would have been fun to be the lead blocker and be running up through there after a little guy like that. That would have been yeah. I would have liked that. You pulled a lot. I appreciate that. I, I did a lot of tackle traps, which is a similar thing, but I didn't get to start from the backfield. Uh, uh, that would have been – I never scored a touchdown playing football except one time, and I was playing nose guard, and somebody hit the quarterback, and I intercepted the pass and went 66 yards in the state high school all-star game. But I never touched the ball, never lined up in the backfield once. I played some tight end and caught a few passes in high school, but Coach Shumpert at Central High School said when you throw it, three things can happen, and two out of the three of them are bad, so we didn't throw it very much. But, uh, uh, no, it was uh, – that would have made me smile, getting to line up back there and go bash somebody. I would have liked that. Ahead of a break, let's work in, Andrew. Andrew, you're on Sports Sound Off. Uh, good morning, guys. Morning. I got a couple of comments. Uh, first of all um, – I would like to see us eliminate. I agree with Tim. I, I don't think Garantano throws the short ball too well. I'd like to see us eliminate that little swing pass to the back coming out of the backfield. I believe that's the one we threw the interception against Georgia State, and it just it just doesn't for whatever reason. I don't think he can throw it that well. Uh, the second thing is people were talking about the running game, and I think you know last night. We had a, an advantage passing, throwing the ball. Their their defensive backs could not stay with our wide receivers. I think that's why we threw the ball so much. And third, and I'd like to, to get Tim's comment on this, um, when I was watching the game on TV last night, I actually saw some holes there. We we tended to um, not to, to, to go inside when the, the, the outside was there and the running backs were just missing the hole. And I'd like to get Tim's comment on that because as an offensive lineman, if you're making a good block and the running back 
you know, sticks it in the middle when he's supposed to bounce it outside, that that has to be real frustrating. And, and how do you fix that? And I'll take your comments off here. Okay. Thanks, Andrew. We only control what you can control in life. And in football, the same holds true. You block your guy and you don't worry about other guys doing their job. You do yours. And if they make the right cut, you look like a hero. If they make the wrong cut, they talk about why the offensive line didn't block well. And, you know, I've always said Pro Bowl running backs make Pro Bowl offensive linemen. And that's pretty much been true since the beginning of time. Um, I thought we ran the ball effectively at times. Some of the times uh, they had eight in the box and were trying to line up and play man, which they weren't very good at. That's why we had over 400 yards passing. So because they had to respect our run, it opened up our passing game. We were balanced enough and we got enough done on the ground. I'd give the offense, I disagree with the paper and its report, I give the offense A-pluses across the board last night. Maybe the best complete offensive game I've seen us play in a long time. I think the one Nick I saw was the Jordan fumble. Was the one thing that they knocked him down. I'd take one fumble with production like that every time. The big negatives to me were the two block kicks. Can't abide that. That's Tim Irwin. I'm Jimmy Himes. When we come back, we'll have more. If you want to join us, 656-9900-1-866-656-9900. We're brought to you by Window Works, A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. This is Sunday Sports Handoff. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess so. I mean, we just... I mean, like Quest said, we were put in positions to make plays, and, you know, Coach T preaches every week, whenever the ball comes to us, you got to make plays. So that was just our mindset going into the game. That's Tennessee receiver Josh Palmer talking about the receivers getting the job done. Palmer, one of three Tennessee wideouts to have at least 100 yards receiving. That's the first time in program history Tennessee has accomplished that. With Tim Irwin, I'm Jimmy Himes. You're listening to Sunday Sports Sound Off. Tim, did you want to have a comment about the receivers and what a great job they did? Uh, and uh, Now, granted, Missouri's two cornerbacks were out. One starter didn't start, and another one uh, suffered a concussion during the game. And it but looked still. like to me that fact was well-researched, and and we exploited their weaknesses of what you're supposed to do as a mm-hmm. coaching staff. And I was I was, I was, was proud for that. I, I, uh, I thought they could have thrown the tight end more and maybe got him up over 100 if they needed to. He had one for 20, mm-hmm. and uh, – no, I was I was pumped up. I, I like seeing guys run wide open like that down the field and catching the football. Uh, did a good job. Let's go to Jim. Jim, you're on Sports Sound Off. Good morning. Enjoy the show. Thank I'd you. like to make a comment about the rule change. You know, they made the change uh, concerning targeting. I'd like to see a rule change concerning hitting a man out of bounds. I think if you hit a man out of bounds, I think you ought to uh, – I think he should be taken out of the game, and uh, for the protection of not only not only the guy that's carrying the ball, but the people standing there coaching. I'll hang up and uh, let you all comment. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Okay, thanks, Jim. So the late hit from Tennessee was uh, Schamberger hitting Kelly Bryant on the sideline. Do you think that rises to the level of an ejection? I think it could. Depends on the severity. That wasn't a, a real particularly vicious blow. But any time you cause somebody to stumble or fly towards the sidelines, it's a big chance for injury. I, 
I don't know that I'd change the rule on that. I think uh, I might look at more of a defenseless player. You can hit a pretty vicious blow and not touch the head, not lower your head. I'd look at more of a defenseless player on balls over the middle and things of that nature and might bring more of that in like they have in the pros. I mean, I'm thinking about making the game safer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hate the result of the one rule change, the fair catch on the kicks, and I had to have it explained to me, and I thought the announcers did a pretty good job of explaining why that happened. I don't think they knew it first either. But uh, I think that's designed to keep from having as many violent explosions on the kickoff return, you know, no more wedge, no more of the things that I grew up doing. And I think anything makes the game safer for these young men, I'm for it. we got to learn to adjust as fans. But I'd like to see the defenseless guy strung up in the air and somebody coming in and just goring them, taking out their rib cage, hitting them in the spine. I think that's just as important to protect as the head. And I think I'd like to see maybe something along those lines, a defenseless player type mentality rather than uh, ejecting for a late hit on the sidelines. There's late hits. There's a late hit right on the sideline. Then there's a late hit five yards out of bounds. And you saw Kelly Bryant exploit the rule by acting like he was going out of bounds and then take two more steps and get a first down, too. Quarterbacks know that. They exploit that rule. So, when, when you exploit the rule, you ought to be able to drill them. Sometimes they, it's like they slow down, too. Yeah, they slow down it's and like, kind okay, of put you yeah. to sleep and get you put, and all of a sudden they, ex, they uh, extend out and get that first down. I don't like that. Let's go back to the phones where Brandon's our next caller. Hello, Brandon. Yeah, I wanted to talk about some of the penalties Missouri had. Uh, what do y'all think? Do you think if you took those away, uh, some of the pass interference calls, uh, do you think we would have lost that game if it weren't for them having so many penalties? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, Even with all those penalties, Tennessee still threw for over 400 yards. Um, and I thought, all the, I thought all the pass interference calls were accurate. I, uh, so. I think we'd have found a way to win that football game. I think we were three touchdowns better than that team. We made enough mistakes ourselves to keep it close. Like I said over and over again today, primarily with the two block field goals. Those were like turnovers. But, no, I think we find a way to win that game. Uh, it just made it closer and, and heart-stopping at times and kept me up till 1 o'clock in the morning thinking about it. Uh, let's don't make it close next weekend. Let's go out there and pound that Vanderbilt team like a Tennessee team's supposed to do, like we did in the old days. I was on some bad teams, Jimmy. I never lost a football game to Kentucky or Vanderbilt, ever. And we need that mentality back. And we got half of it done by beating Kentucky. We need to go out and stomp Vanderbilt and win the state championship. We need to take care of that on Saturday. Anything else, Brandon? No, thank you, guys. Okay, thank you. Uh, Let's go to Bob. Bob, you're on Sports Sound Off. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, Bob. Uh, Great great show. I mean, I just love you and Tim and the show. I mean, you you guys are great. I, I have one thing I wanted to ask you, and I wonder if you remember this play. I think it was in the third quarter. I think it was like second and three, second and four. And um, uh, Jennings was in the Wildcat at the time. They called timeout, went to the sideline. Garantano came back in instead of Jennings, and that's when he got that, that sack. He got sacked. 
Have you all talked about that? What was the? Do you remember that play? Yes. I don't think they liked the what look the, when they lined up in the Wildcat. I don't think they liked the look that Missouri gave them. I thought that okay. they felt like it wasn't there, and they called timeout, and then we didn't get a good oh, result. Oh, that was disastrous. I couldn't believe it. That kept me up for a while last night, wondering what happened there. Throw the we ball went from away. Second. Throw it away. Oh, oh, yeah. we went from second and three, and we ended up punting, you know, and I'm second. I wonder well, why it, they changed was, the play. It was actually second and six. Uh, okay. We okay. Lost a, then we lost. Uh, then there was the sack. Eleven, eleven yard sack. It was a Correct. bad one. Yeah. And then there yeah. was a twelve yard pass to Chandler on a third and seventeen, and yeah. then the punt. Yeah. Okay. I just uh, wonder why uh, they uh, called timeout. Then. I got to say though, it was a, it was a strange game. Third and seventeen, third and eighteen, third and twenty one seemed to be a pretty good down for us. It Jimmy. was. I mean, we. I couldn't believe the conversions, the long third-down conversions we were making. I'm going to go over every one of them when we come back, but it was amazing to hey, see that. Hey, Jimmy? Yes, Jimmy, sir. I just have one last question. How come Tim is not on the sports source? Why is he not on the sports source? I, I have no idea. That's John Pennington's show. Tim's, okay, Tim's, got, a, Tim's got a day job. I'm Tim, exclusive. Okay. I only work with Jimmy. <laughs> it's okay. in his okay. contract. Hey, uh, yeah. Okay. It's a no trade well, clause. Yeah. All right. Well, Jimmy, I'll, I'll see you on the sports <laughs> okay. source later on. Bob, I appreciate that, and we'll we, we'll join that eleven o'clock with John Pennington and his cast of thousands as we uh, we enjoy doing that show from eleven to twelve thirty. So. And also, I have a great face for radio. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I need some makeup when I get on TV. And we come back. We are going to go over those third downs. We'll hear more from Jeremy Pruitt. We'll hear more from Tennessee players. As well. With Tim Irwin, I'm Jimmy Himes. This is Sunday Sports Sound Off. Welcome back to Sunday Sports Sound Off with Tim Irwin. I'm Jimmy Himes. Uh, for those who might have missed it after the game, Juwan Jennings was asked uh, about Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's beating Tennessee three in a row, and he said, can't wait to see him. Can't wait to see him. I cannot wait to see him. I don't think Tennessee overlooks Vanderbilt at all. I think they will play a good football game. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do perform. Tim, we were talking about those third downs. So here we go. Tennessee had third and eight. I'm going to go in chronological order. Third and eight, 16-yard pass. Third and three, eight yards. Third and 18, 18-yard pass. Third and nine, pass interference for first down via penalty. Third and five, touchdown pass to Juwan Jennings. Third and six, 13-yard gain. Third and eight, 33-yard gain. Third and five, 17-yard touchdown pass to Callaway. Third and nine, and this is the last series, nine-yard gain, right on the money. Third and eight, 12-yard gain, also the last series. That's that's amazing. I, they haven't had that kind of success on third down and long since Auburn a year ago when they had eight third and eights or more that they converted. That's that's remarkable. Missouri could not get off the field, and that is that is demoralizing to a defense. To have them backed up like that, think, okay, here we go, and a first down, it just breaks their back. They couldn't get pressure, and they couldn't cover man-to-man, and they had to put eight up in there to stop the run because we were good enough to make them commit to stopping the run is a perfect day to be a signal caller. And Jim Chaney just exploited them. I mean, he gashed them. That was fun to watch. Let's hear more from Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, he was asked after the game, has his team figured out how to win? 
Yeah, we do, we are. I mean, I think uh, you know, Jim and and Derek and the other guys on the staff. Uh, have done a, a great job uh, keeping this team together and preparing them to be at their best on Saturdays. Also from Pruitt, he was asked, what does it mean for this program to get to a, become bowl eligible? Well, it means we've won six games. Um, you know, and when we started the season, you know, I, I don't think just making a bowl was where I was thinking. But um, we had some circumstances, had some injuries early in the year. Um, didn't play as well as we probably needed to early on and but our guys have hung together um you know and we've won four in a row right also from Pruitt after that one and four start how did he approach his team and get them to keep fighting well fighting wasn't an issue it's not been an issue all year we we fought um it's about execution it's about attention to detail uh you know some of that is you learn as the more you play and we had a young inexperienced team uh, and that's that's something that we've continued to do you know so um and we've got it we've got a long ways to go still comments from jeremy pruitt i thought it was kind of interesting that he made the comment well going to bowl game wasn't what i was thinking before the year i think he had higher hopes or expectations in terms of a win total that's the way i took that how did you take that I think you asked him the same question in week four, and he'd said, yeah, going to a bowl game would be good. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. he was surprised by Tennessee's slow start. I think he was cavalier in his preparation for Georgia State, and I think mm-hmm. if he was honest, he'd probably tell you that too. You know, if you get the message, forget about the delivery style, but if you get the message, I think he's thinking the right things and saying the right things. Uh, sometimes the way he says them is a little bit uh, hard to hard to get, but he's plain spoken, and I think the players respond to that. I think they like him, and they're playing hard for him. I think he's a great defensive back coach, and I think his coordinators on both sides of the ball have done a tremendous job getting us where we are. We just got to close out. Close out. Don't let Vanderbilt ruin what you've accomplished. Uh, I thought there was a pretty good exchange between Pruitt and Cole Kubelik at the end of the game. Cole Kubelik, a former Auburn offensive lineman, he was the sideline reporter for the game. So after the win, here's what uh, Coach Pruitt had to say with Cole Kubelik. Pruitt standing by with Cole Kubelik. Coach, you're going bowling. How's it feel? Well, I'm, I'm glad we won. Uh, uh, we messed up a bunch of things tonight that we got to fix. Uh, I'm excited for our kids. They found a way to win, uh, which is very important. Hold on one sec. Jared Garantano just threw for almost 400 yards. First time Tennessee's had three 100-yard receivers in the same game in the history of the school. They played your, their rear ends off for you. And they did. We just got to play smart, though. Get two field goals blocked, fumble down here when we can seal the game. I'm not – our kids play with great effort all year, okay, all year. we got to play a little smarter. What was the turning point for this football team? You know, I think uh, when we came back from the Florida game, you know, we sat down and, and met as a team as soon as we got off the bus and said this is what we're going to do. All right, we're going to find a way to get to a bowl game. Uh, our guys have bought in. Uh, we're, we're a long way from being where we can be, uh, but, but we're learning. We're learning. You told us in our meetings with you yesterday that you had the best week of practice for the entire season. 
Did you feel like you were watching the direct reflection of that tonight? Well, we've done a lot of really good things, obviously, uh, but we've made a few mistakes that just killed us, that, that kept them in the game, and we've got to eliminate those. What did Jarek Arantano prove to you tonight? The guy made some really good throws, really good throws, hung in there, took some licks. We should have done a better job protecting him. Jarek's a winner. I, I said it when we went with the other quarterbacks that he would help us win games this year, and he's helped us win five out of the last six. Coach, thanks and congratulations. Thank you, Doug. That's Jeremy Prue with Cole Kubelik after Tennessee's win over Missouri. A couple of comments from Trey Smith we want to bring you. First off, he was asked, what led to the offensive line being able to protect Garantano so well when he was throwing the deep ball? Yeah, yeah, I got to do a better job. That one sack, you know, it should be zero because uh, I didn't peel back and uh, get that dude looping over the back. But, you know, we did a good job, man, just fighting. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, this is a dog fight in there. We knew that, that was what it was going to be coming in, coming to their house. You know, we knew it was going to be a dog fight. You know, I thought we brought our A game sometimes. After a tough start to the season, how much pride do you take in now being bowl eligible? Yeah, we definitely do, man. We're not going to give up. You know, we're never going to give up. We love the coach. We're never going to give up, man. No matter what circumstance we come, you know, that's how we've been training with the Tennessee Tough, Tennessee train. We're never going to give up. No matter what the circumstance, man, we just keep playing snap to snap to snap. We give it our effort, all our effort we can. That's offensive lineman Trey Smith. So now Tennessee bowl eligible. If they beat Vanderbilt, could be the Gator Bowl could be out back. The Belt Bowl's in play. Music City Bowl's in play. Liberty Bowl, they're all in play. I don't think Tennessee would drop to the Liberty. I think they'll get a, a better bowl than that, but we shall see. Next opponent, Vanderbilt. So Tennessee got a measure of revenge against Missouri, which had beaten them 50-17 two years in a row. Vanderbilt's won three in a row. Juwan Jennings was asked about Tennessee's upcoming opponent. You got you got Vanderbilt, your, kind of your hometown uh, schools coming to town next week. Can't wait to see them. Okay. Guys, Cannot wait to see them. Congratulations on, on setting a new record at Tennessee. Cannot wait to see them. <laughs> Thank you. Back to you, John. Thank you, guys. I don't think you can wait to see them, John. I don't think so at all, Bob. Wow. <laughs> That's Jordan Jennings. Uh, just a little bit of time left, Keys, for Tennessee against Vanderbilt. Quick start. I said the same thing before the Missouri game, but a quick start. Don't give them any false hope. You're a better football team than they are. Go out and crush them and play like it from the start. Be aggressive. Take chances. Bring blitzes. Be disruptive. Uh, win the kicking game. We hadn't won the kicking game in a while, and I'm uncomfortable with that. It's one of the maxims. It's one of the things we go over before every game. Win the kicking game. Tim, we appreciate it. Always great to catch up with you. And I will be on the Sports Source at 11 a.m. with John Pennington, W-A-T-E. Thanks for listening. This has been Sunday Sports Sound Off.